Boom, we're live. No fancy intro tonight. We're just right into it. Welcome to the Sylvania Round Football Show. You see up in the corner, Coach Tyler Van always with us. You see down in the bottom in his dapper, Coach, how he got on a nice hat tonight. Y'all got to give him some love for that hat. And then over the corner, the man of the hour, the reason we're here, Styles huge. So we'll get to Styles. How are you doing tonight, Styles? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? We're good. We're good. Let's start with Coach. I was talking to the girls' basketball coach today over at Marion County. Coach, they got a 3-7 for their semester, and we were talking about some wins may not appear on the record sheet, but 3-7 GPAs, winning scholarships, those are the wins that coaches take away just like W's and L's at the end of the year. And right now you're sitting on a young man that uh, won several awards recently or was rewarded several scholarships. What does that mean to the program for you as the head coach? That means a lot to us. You know, we, we try to, um, you know, tell them all the time about how important grades are and we stay on them. You know, there's a few you got to stay on more than others. Um, and this young man here, you didn't have to stay on too much. Uh, he is where he's supposed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. And uh, there was no one more deserving uh, than he was. But uh, I think it's good for our program to have a guy that played football for us to win the Bryant Jordan Award. And so um, we're proud of him and we've been proud of him. We're either won it or lost it, we'd have been proud of him. That's awesome. Howie, uh, did they give you any academic scholarships at Sylvania? No, I had a show for the lunchroom. That's all I got. I, that's what you got. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. Did they? They named. They named the boys' locker room uh, first stall after you, right? How he that, that is a, Yeah, it, it was actually. Oh, you're breaking up on us, buddy. I maybe I get you back in in a second. I was trying to insult you a little bit. I couldn't even do that. Styles, tell us a little bit. First off, tell us about your football season the last year. I, I think you were a senior last year, if correct. Yes, sir. And uh, had Coach Van coming into his first first uh, season under him. What was your year like? Well, it was definitely different for sure. Going from uh, running the wing tee to spreading it completely out was – it was something to get used to, no doubt. And uh, – you know, it was my first year actually starting at running back. So, you know, it was a pretty big deal, honestly. And having as good as year as good of a year that I did, I feel like I accomplished a lot considering I only started that one year on offense. So overall I think it was definitely my favorite year of football, no doubt. Well, tell us a little bit what, what do you uh what's your class schedule like and what are you trying to pursue after high school? My class schedule, you know, I have all my basics. Uh, obviously, I have to have ag because, you know, everybody's got to have ag. You know, you got to have some kind of goof-off period. And uh, after high school, I'm looking to get a, a business degree. And I want to maybe either one day run my own business or, you know, maybe go into real estate. That's always, you know, been real interesting to me. And I feel like there's way more opportunities in business and real estate than, you know, any other kind of degree and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's awesome, Styles. Coach, what's the academic 
support program around athletics like? Do you uh, do you all have a certain study hall that everybody takes together, or how, how do you work that into your program? So we don't have study hall, but they they have started something this year. Um, we have a period where um, you kind of come together, and it's a period kind of give your report cards out and stuff. But uh, if you have a guy that's falling behind the school. Uh, if one of our guys is in that, of course, they have to pay the price for missing workouts or football or whatever that may be and then have to make that up. But we, really, we try to provide them with, like, we've been getting on more this semester than we did last semester, but like our junior high and stuff, we have guys that are struggling in class. But <clears throat> what's the reason for you struggling? Are you struggling because you're being lazy and not turning something in? Or are you struggling because uh, you, you're having trouble understanding the content. And if that's the case, then we need to sit down and have a coach help you and uh, give you more time to do it. And I've talked to them about that numerous times. But it's hard to do, and it's definitely different in high school than it is in college. You know, college, you have X amount of study hall hours. They want you to clock in. And in high school, it's it's totally different because you're about, you know, your first period, the last period of athletics on the field for practice. And then you're trying to get home, get homework done, rest, go to sleep, and then wake up and it all over again. So it's it's a big difference in college and high school, and we have to, you know, do it a little bit different. I wish we could make them have study hall every day, but um, we, we just ain't got time in the day to do so. <clears throat> Howie, how is it? I mean, I know when I played sports, it's if you had a C average, you were eligible. The only thing Coach cared about back in the day was were you eligible? Could you clear the TSAA standards? I think coaches like Coach Van and, and, and many of the coaches now hold kids to a different kind of standard. Do you not see that even in your kid, uh, your child that's in the band? Yeah. Um, back when I was in school, I have a C average just like it was with you. Um, every the report cards came out, whatever sport you're playing, that coach not automatic like it is now to where you can actually, you know, pull up a system as what everybody's grades were. Uh, so we had to turn for show them. And, uh, but yeah, it, you know, even with Jim pull her stuff up and I'm sure uh, stuff up too and make sure she's got a good average. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things have changed since then. All right, Styles, tell me a little bit about the Brock Jordan Award, uh, scholarship award. Now, um, I saw the pictures. I saw Coach Van with you. Uh, I saw that. That's neat that you got a coach that cares that much. I, that really meant a lot to me. It's just to to see Coach with you. But is this something you had to apply for, or how did the process work for you? Well, uh, at every school around the county, they nominate two people, and then whoever wins that wins the county, and then whoever wins the county wins the region. And whoever wins the you know region goes to the Brighton Journey, you know ceremony. And there's, I think there was 104 people that were in my class of Brighton Journey, you know people. And uh, they all got to bring 10 people with them, 10 guests. So whenever you got chosen, you kind of you could interview for more scholarships. Not interview for the Embrace Alabama Kids Scholarship, which is where you don't live with your biological biological parents you know you're either adopted you live with a foster parent or you know you're just living with one of your friends so I interviewed with that and I ended up coming up as a 3A winner 
And, you know, I fell a little short, but the guy that won, you know, the whole state most definitely deserved it hands down. The guy had top class and had a smile on his face. He's a great guy. Great guy. So, so uh, you know, not to get too much into your story, but sometimes it sounds like you uh, you had to battle a little bit to get where you are in the classroom. You had to want it. Mm-hmm. So, sure. uh, tell us what it's like. You had to set your own pace in the classroom, did you not? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do, do you think you're a good self-motivator? Yes, sir. But there was a lot of people around me that are also pushing me to a higher standard. And, you know, I see some of my friends around, you know, I've seen their lives, and I was like, well, I want to live like that one day. Or I want my kids to live that life one day and not, you know, what I'm going through. So that pushed me as well. And, you know, seeing their grades, I had, you know, I had to compete with them, it felt like. It felt like a competition. I always wanted to make better than they did. So I always, that motivated me a good bit. And just being able to see people around me wanting to see me succeed and just push me, that was, you know, it it played a big part in the whole, whole, whole thing. Coach, when you're teaching competition, I think you're teaching what he's talking about right there too. It's not just competition on the field. It's competition in the classroom, in the weight room, in, in, in life. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. About got on this rant today. Uh, we, society today has told us that we deserve, we're deserving just naturally because we, you know we're supposed to be happy people are supposed to pat us on the back and, and everything's good and, and life's not supposed to be difficult life's not supposed to be hard but life is hard and and people have it a lot diff- more difficult than we do and um, also people are more blessed but nonetheless the people who have everything they have difficult circumstances in their life as well you, do you just lay down do you quit do you roll over do you keep fighting and and just like on the last set of the last rep, do you just skip the last rep because it's difficult? Yeah. Or do you, do you roll over and, and rack it because it's getting a little bit too hard? So, you know, life's difficult. And Styles is, uh, you know, story, you know, he, he's had it tough, but uh, I've only known him for a year. I wish I'd known him for 13 years from the time he started school. But, you know, he's, he's a perfect example of just fighting and, and putting your head down and going to work every day, you know, and he'll be the first one to tell you, guarantee you every day wasn't, uh, he doing anything, man, I just got to keep going, got to keep fighting. Some days it was tough and he just had to, had to make it through it. And he did. And I'm proud of it. Guys, we all are proud of you. I, I, I was touched by your story. I'm going to be honest with you. And I, Howie, when I first uh, asked you about styles, the first thing you brought up was, his personality styles you 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 ever thought about getting in the media you know it has creeped in my mind just a little bit it has a lot of people have told me that i'd be great for it because you know i'm naturally good at public speaking as everybody would say i have a good voice or something and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i don't know about it hey we hey you know we started podcasting your living room that's 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 what me and howie did Howie, you got a question for Styles? You'd like to uh, bring in or coach either one? Yeah, yeah, Styles. When who was the first person that you wanted to contact? Uh, I wanted to contact my grandmother for sure. I mean, as soon as I won the award, I I had to call her because she she was my rock. You know, she stepped in, 
when, you know, my parents wouldn't. And she took care of me from, you know, from start to bitter end when, you know, she had had a stroke my freshman year. And, I mean, all the way up to that point, she was always there, always made sure I got to practice on time, got to school on time. So, and she's in a nursing home. So I had, she wasn't able to, you know, come to it. And I had to call her as soon as I happened. Had to. Give her a shout out. Uh, Stop. <laughs> Patsy Hughes. Patsy Hughes. She was a great one. Yeah. Go ahead. How was the reaction when you found out that you had won the award? Well, my uh, my principal was supposed to tell me, and the person that I'm living with, his mom works at the school as well. And she had asked me, she was like, so have you heard any good news today? I was like, no, not, not that I know of. And she was like, well, I guess he hadn't told you. And she was like, you won the Bryant Jordan Award. I was like, no way. And I was like, I was flipping out. It was, it was really great. It was great. Coach, you, we talk a lot about your five non-negotiables, your five principles. How – when you when you came up with those, did you think about the weight room, the football field, or life in general? Because it seems like they apply to all phases of life. I would say just in general, like you need all five to make it. Uh, and, you know, it takes one to have the other four. You can't have one and not the other ones to be successful. I think you need all five of them. And, the biggest one's accountability, and I know we talked about that a lot, and that's that's my, my favorite one. If I had to pick one, my favorites, all of them's my favorite, but accountability sticks out the most. Like, if you if you don't have a program and you don't have – like, you have to hold yourself accountable first before you can hold other people accountable. And we talk about that a lot because when you're out in life, uh, you're not going to have people standing over you holding yourself accountable all the time. Like, you're going to have to hold – yourself accountable people you can't always rely on people to hold you accountable i'm gonna hold you accountable in here but you need to learn to hold yourself accountable so that's something that we preach a lot because you don't have a job one day and your boss is going to want you there at seven o'clock every morning and there's going to be a couple mornings you're going to be late when your boss gets on to you you just want to pout roll over quit or you don't want to step up and start getting there on time because uh, again we have people that we've recently had guys that's left the program like that's fine uh, but this ain't gonna be the hardest thing you face uh and once you quit once you know it becomes easier to quit in the future uh so just keep fighting and uh, no, i ain't gonna get on no other rant styles when you had this first year coach just coming into the program he painted those five negotiables in the, the weight room because when i was showing me the weight room uh, he was like, uh, and it just st stayed with me. When you first saw those five non-negotiables, what was your thought? I thought that, you know, this guy lives by those five non-negotiables, without a doubt. He always comes in on time. He holds everybody accountable, holds the coaching staff accountable, holds the team accountable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he does them all. He, he shows – what he does, and by leading that way through example, it it led the team through it, and they all believed in it. So, I believed in it pretty pretty quickly. I lived it through life, and that was what I lived by. That's awesome, Howie. Uh, now, 
Y'all know I'm going to talk good about Styles, but let's get into him as a football player just for a minute. You got to see the young man play a lot of football this year. Tell me about Styles Hughes, the football player, Alec. Absolutely. Styles head on it. He is uh he was a linebacker for the Rams this year. Uh going all the way every, every time. A violent leader for the team, not just because he's a senior the way he performed on to the whistle echoed not to the whistle but to the whistle echoed. Howie, we're having a hard time. We're having a hard time hearing you. I got the gist of what you were saying. Are you on uh, ear pods by chance? Because something's not connecting completely. Okay. I'll log out and come back on. Okay. So, so Styles, what I heard him play is you played to every whistle. You played hard. Coach, You, do you, you can you expand on that a little bit, too? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was told he was going to be one of our better players, you know, one of the leaders on the football team. And then we get in there, we get in the fall camp. You could tell the weight room is one of the guys. And uh, we get in the fall camp and – you know, it, naturally, I knew he was a good, pretty good defender. I watched him on film. I didn't get to see him run the ball a lot. I know he stayed hurt there uh, his junior year. Um, but I knew he was going to have to run the ball for us this year. <clears throat> didn't know he would start at the time, but uh, he ended up starting and getting the majority of the carries. And he, he did. He played through every whistle, played, played hard for us. Uh, another big thing for us, he played defense, played right linebacker leader of the defense, made the calls, and he made the reads, and he did a really good job of that. Made a lot of tackles for us. We're going to miss him. He's going to be a, a horn to replace. It's, it's not going to be easy. We're going to try to. We'll try our name this too. But um, it's not easy losing the seniors we lost. Uh, we're going to miss them. Uh, you know, I'm around some coaching staffs that they're always like, well, we'll just get this group out. We'll be better next year. We'll get I've heard that a million times. And, um that's not that way with this group. This group we're going to miss this group. We're going to continue to, to win, in my opinion, but we're going to miss this group. We'll have a lot of hoes to replace, and a bunch of young guys need to step up. But with Styles Hughes, uh, that's a player you want on your team. If we could clone him and put 11 of them out there, we would, I promise you. Styles, what, this, is, this is not about – this is more about life and football. What does football mean to you? For me – it's uh, it was my outlet, you know. That was somewhere where I felt at home, always. There was, I would be the first one there at practice and the last one to leave every day, every single day. I'd stay there as long as I possibly could. It was life for me. I mean, I fell in love with the sport whenever I was just nine years old. Fell in love with it, and it's always been there for me. And I know one day that you know it won't be. Everybody has that you know, that reality. But for me, it is – it was more than just a score. You know, there was, there was a connection there, something that I always want to be a part of. And you had a successful year, and I, I've talked to Coach Van several times. I, I, I was there when he first took the job, we interviewed him. It was a tough year going through a transition from one coach. And you said it, the wing tee 
to spread you out. Um, what was the toughest? To me, it, it seemed like you you guys had to be pretty cerebral to to pick up on Coach Van's offense that fast. Yeah, for sure. It it took us a couple of weeks just to get it right, but I mean, once we started getting into it, it got easier and easier and easier. It took us it took us well over a month just to get it right. So I mean, the play calls the, were easier to me. Then, you know, call the numbers for the gaps. I would get confused. But with this, like, the way we called our stuff was a lot easier. And spreading it out, once you start practicing it over and over, it, it's honestly really easy. I ended up falling in love with it. I'd run spread over anything now. I mean, spread is the way to go for me. Hey, I, I'm a Tennessee graduate. We got one of those spread guys, spread guys up in Knoxville. I'm kind of falling in love with it, too. Even though we were seven and six, it's a lot funner losing forty-five to forty-two than <laughs> yeah. seven to nothing every week. <laughs> Howie, uh, are you back with us? I don't know. We'll see. You sound so much better, Howie. Go ahead, sir. I'm I'm trying to get caught up. Go ahead, guys. We were talking about Styles, the football player. We kind of got everybody. You were talking about how Styles played from for through the whistle, and I that was making my heart beat a little fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I said Styles instead of playing to the end of the whistle, he played to the echo of the whistle. Quit. You know, he he was nonstop from start to finish. Uh, great defensive player. Uh, on the offensive side, he you know he could have easily just uh, got the ball and took it to the house every time. Uh, of course, you know he had some help on the offensive line too. I'm sure he'd be be willing to give credit to the offensive line as well. Uh, but uh, defensively, he was in on a lot more tackles than I probably gave him credit for. But, uh, you know, he, he did a great job on the defense as well. Uh, you know, you do what you got when you got a stats, man. You know, you got to – you got to – he could have probably checked a couple of extra for you too, Styles, but you wouldn't have known that. But he could have gave that to you. Coach, um, well, let me go back to Styles for a minute. Have you um, decided where you're going to school yet or are you still in the process? Yes, sir. I have decided. I decided to go to uh, Faulkner University. It's in Montgomery. Okay. Yeah. What? 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 What about Faulkner was uh, attracted you down there? First off, Faulkner's a great university. Uh, we're friends with Coach Benefield. His son's down there now. Uh, I know we've had a couple. I've known a couple other people that went to Faulkner. It is that's a wonderful choice. What? What first attracted you there? Well, first off, it's a Christian college. Second, they run the spread offense, which is very it's similar to ours. From what I watched, I watched some of their games on YouTube from this uh, past year. And a lot of their plays are almost identical to ours, so I can fall into that offense very easily. It's something I'm very familiar with. Another thing is uh, the staff, like, you know, the teaching, you know, the teachers, the coaching staff, they're all real nice. I love all of them. They seem like they have class, which is something that, you know, it means a lot to me. And another thing is uh, I like how, from what I heard about their practices, it sounds like they work really hard out there. You know, they got work ethic, which is something that I want to be a part of, and they sound winners. So definitely something I want to be a part of. That's awesome, young man. Coach Van, as his coach last year, what would you get? What, what would you say his strengths are? last year and what could he develop more over the next part of his football career 
So his strengths is, is uh, he's very smart. Um, you know, he knows the game of football. He learned it quick. You know, I never really had to worry about him. Except for on some pass pro stuff. You never had to worry about Styles doing anything wrong. Um, you know, he, he knows where he's going, knows what he's supposed to do when he gets there, uh, knows what he's supposed to do when the ball's in his hand or whether he's reading a guard uh, playing my linebacker. So he's done a really good job doing that. What are the things you could get better at? It's like, Things that everyone can get better at, maybe get a little stronger, <clears throat> faster, quicker with our feet, um, and just learn the game even more because you never can have too much knowledge of the game. I think the, the more knowledge you develop on both sides of the ball, the better you're going to be on that side. Like, um, you know, I try to learn as much as I can about defense because on offense, I got I, I want to know it. Um, and I think if you're a defense guy, you need to learn as much as you can about offense because you don't have to stop them. Um, but Styles has a lot of attributes that, that will, you know, relay over to the college game, and I'm excited to watch it. It's like I'm going to have to spend a few Saturdays in Montgomery every now and then and see him play. But, uh, you know, he'll get better. And their coaches, they got no coaching staff down there. Um, I actually went there a semester. It's totally different than when I went down there. I think they're on the right track. And I didn't know about it until I went down there and met them, and, and I'm happy that, that Brody and Styles decided, both of them decided to go down there. Styles, what what side of the football have they told you where you're going to be playing yet? Yes, sir, I'm going to be playing running back. Okay. Was that is that where you wanted to play, or did you ever give any contentions? I don't care which side I play on. That's where I wanted to play, and I feel like that's where I can make the most difference. Considering my size, you know, a collegiate linebacker is pretty pretty big compared to little old me, a little short me. So I feel like I can contribute more on offense. Howie, um, in the community of Sylvania, um, I often talk about small schools. How the community can embrace something like this is a win for the community. What do you think when you see a kid win the Brian Jordan or, or succeed, which Sylvania's had great success on and off the field? What does it mean community-wise? Oh, it's huge. You know, it brings recognition to to the community. You know. Uh... Just about everybody knows everybody, so they enjoy that, you know. So, uh, you know, Styles, I got a question for you as far as you're going to Foster. Was there any other choices that you thought about going to or any other options? I thought about trying to walk on at JSU or UAB, but then I was, you know, I really wanted like an actual So I just shot for the first one that I got. Think Styles walked up on this. He'll maybe he'll unlock here in a second. Styles, if you maybe refresh if you're if you can still hear us. Uh, maybe I can refresh him real fast. Yeah, he'll be back. Oh. We must completely drop him. Let me remove him from the stream. Howie, or Coach, uh, while Styles is gone, do we get him back? What's uh, what's been going on in the football program? Y'all are headed to the summer, and baseball's around, winded down. Do you, uh, is it, it, it right now? Is the kind of the year where you start really being the focus? Yes, yeah, yeah. that time we're excited. I mean, it feels like yesterday we lost to Piedmont. You know, it feels like tomorrow we're going to start, you know, getting ready for, for next season. We, 
you know, baseball plays in the playoffs this week. And in my opinion, it's always football season. But as soon as baseball season ends, I hope it's five weeks from now. But as soon as that ends, uh, it's football season. We're excited about it. We have some – we're not doing spring. We're just doing some agility type stuff because we're taking the extra week in the fall. But right now we're just still in the weight room, still working speed stuff and, and just trying to get better and get ready for – for a tough and, and fun football season at the same time. So when baseball ends, you uh, the kids kind of become your property until football season. What's the what's the Siles? I'll be right back to you. I'm gonna finish up. What's your summer lifting program? Or what's what are you allowed to do with that? So we do we go Monday through Thursday. I don't know. Are you asking what we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go Monday through Thursday, and we'll bring junior high kids in at 7. We'll let them go at 8.15, varsity in at 8.30 this year, and they'll be done at 10. Um, and then we'll, that, that includes lifting. We'll do some on-the-field stuff in June, very little, um, just mainly agility-type stuff and, and individual time. Because um, I feel like I've been a part of programs that we do stuff on the field team-wise um, all summer, and I feel like – kind of get burned out when it gets towards the end. Last year at Sylvania, we had to do team stuff from the beginning because we was installing so much. And I'm thinking this year we ain't got to do as much on the field, but we just have to work individual drills and get better individually uh, as a player on the field. In June and then July, we move on to more team-oriented things because we got seven on sevens and things of that nature. But, you know, we're allowed, to, we're allowed to get on the field with them in the summer. They're allowed to wear helmets in the summer. So... So we do all that, just trying to get better. Dolls, I, I got a question about Coach Van, and we'll pretend like he's not here, so you can just say what you need to say. Was there ever a time in the huddle when Coach was first installing the offense, y'all looked around and went, does anybody know what you're supposed to do right now? Or was there a moment that y'all went, okay, it makes sense a little bit? What was there, was, there was definitely a moment where we didn't have a – clue what happened, <laughs> but only because like this when we were first installing we were it defeated everything we've ever learned for one for two it was just it was just all completely new we've never touched spread my entire life that i've played football besides this year i've never ran any spread so it was completely different but whenever he did make a play call in a game there was i trusted it 100 i knew it was gonna work without a doubt when, when, when you uh, – and I just went through – I do a local – on the radio, I do a local school that went from from uh, a wing tee to a spread. And I remember talking to the – one of the guard, coach put this in your mind. I remember talking to one of the kids that played guard for three years. He goes, Randall, biggest thing I can't figure out is where am I supposed to line up for the last three years? I've been putting my cleat next to the center, and that's where I started at. And now he wants me three yards out. I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> was there a process to just learn how to line up correctly? Yeah, a little bit. Cause with our running backs last year, you were like lined up as a wing. So with this, you were in the backfield and you were standing up, not playing like a traditional fullback where you're on a, when you're in a three point stance. This is like college, like offense. So. Lining up was definitely different for our linemen as well because they they got real confused and I feel like their football IQ went as high as it should. Be. Well, they are linemen. We won't talk bad about them, but they are linemen. Oh yeah, of course, of course. All they've known 
how to do those three years were, you know, down block and pull. That was about it. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, no, they're, they're running the jet. I got to get out in front of the running back. Right, right, and make them cut it up. Coach, uh, that brings up a good point. How y'all come to you next with this? When you – do you – I've always felt like to run your type of offense, you have to have kids athletic, but like styles, you have to have kids with a little something up here too for them to be successful in that offense. I agree. Uh you know, and it kind of, if you ain't got a group of, of guys that is as smart, that means you have to kind of uh, not do it near as much. So there's not many options on the play. So we're trying to expand a little bit more this year uh, on the offense. But if we can't, we have to go right back to what we was doing, which we was able to expand a good bit last year, but we lost all them seniors or, or a good bit of seniors on the offensive side of the ball and, and do a little bit different. But, to answer your question, I do, I do feel like you, you got to have some football knowledge. And it does affect what you run on offense when you do that. So we're like, we're going to try to be more RPO-oriented. We wasn't that much last year. You know, we're going to try to incorporate a little bit more of that this year. Um, but you don't have to be smart. Quarterbacks don't have to be able to read it. Quarterbacks don't have to be able to throw a slant. Quarterbacks don't have to be able to throw a stick. Like Brody can do that. Um, Brody may not scare you on a run last year, uh, but he should have because the dude was big. He, he's going to get three yards, but um, he could throw anywhere he wanted to throw it. And this year, we're going to have a guy that can probably run a little bit better, uh, but he had to say about his arm. So, but we got guys working hard at it. But <clears throat> to answer your question, I guess you got you got to know. Gotta, and I think that's for a lot of offenses, though. Like you got to have guys that can learn it to expand on yeah. the you're running two plays, you know. Uh, but I think we got a group this year, athletically, mentally, um, going to be capable of running our, our offense. And, you know, there may be a, a time six years, seven years from now, we're not, we might not be able to go four wide, and five wide, and, you know, two by two like that anymore. We may have to come back to do more 22 personnel line up in five's offense. I don't know. I'm, I'm always going to do what – I feel like our players can do best, though, because that's my job. We, I'm not recruiting guys in to run my offense. This ain't college, so uh, we have to do what's best for our guys. But I do think the spread's best for what we got right now and, and the foreseeable future. I once asked the coaches um, why why you didn't run the football more. It's like, Coach, you've got a great offensive line. Why don't you run more? He goes, go find me a running back, and we will. But, right. you know, in high school, you're kind of limited to personnel at times, and I've seen schools that were spread that went I formation when they can think of one that just won a state championship two years ago, but they have an all all American running back that's being recruited by Georgia and Alabama. It makes a difference when you can change your offense and have those pieces that sometimes you don't have. Right. I think that goes back to why we, our formations are the way they are. Like we can line up in any formation you want to line up in <laughs> based on our calls. So I'm not going to go into all of it because it would take an hour and a half. I mean, I would love to if you want to, but, um, like, we can, hey, jump, we can We get into weekly shows. We might get a little more out we of We can go into, like, you know, like, again, we can go in 22 personnel and then being 10 personnel next play and just about formations being spread and back to – Know, more of a tight end wing, tight end sniffer look, and um, 
just by what we call the offense. So year to year, we're never going to have to change how we call the offense. We may be in something more 22 personnel this year, maybe more 11 or 10 personnel this year, more rabbit personnel. I mean, it's whatever. We can do it and we can call it. Um, and that's what I like about our offense. And we're learning it from you know, junior high, even the peewees picking up and, and trying to do our base stuff and our base formations, which is big for us. And uh, look, I plan on being here for 30 years and when they fire me. So we're, we're trying to teach them young on what we want to do and, and hopefully hear more. Anna Vans done told me you can't leave, so you're going to be there 30 That's years. That's right. She's, she's told me that many times. She's, she loves to hear just as much as I do. So. Styles, when you get down to Faulkner, Howie, I'll come to you next. When you get down to Faulkner, uh, are you reporting in August or are you going to try to get down during the summer? Uh, I think I'm going to report down in August, but I'm still not entirely sure. I may try to go down there during the summer. I haven't entirely made up my mind just yet. Did you play any other sports besides uh, football? Of course I did. I played baseball. I just got yeah. baseball practice. <laughs> yeah, I like that hat. So y'all are in the playoffs right now, but tell us a little bit about the baseball team. Well, the baseball team, they're very, you know, we got our ups and downs. We're very, we're inconsistent, but we have the ability to be really, really good. We're just inconsistent. We, we have a problem at the plate, you know, hitting, but our fielding is really it's pretty solid. Other than that, there's, you know, I feel like our approaches to the plate are not as good as they should be. Uh, that's the reason I hit 179 in high school. <laughs> Howie, uh, I'll just let you open it up for a few questions to Styles there while while your mic's working good. We just, I think your mic was out earlier, but it sounds great now. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, Styles' coach was talking about the different formations that you ran this past year i didn't feel when he had called for the, the what i call the true spread of five wide out and you had to go out there and you had a linebacker on you what was your thoughts during that process i was gonna you know try to take his ankles from him as best i could <laughs> <laughs> but all i could do uh if they tried to jam me i was gonna just try to get the dude off of me i mean there's really not much i could do <laughs> So I was just trying to take his angles from him. That's all I had in my mind. And to do the route as best I possibly could. Yeah, did you like running the routes? I know you had several catches this year. Did you enjoy being like, quote, unquote, a wide receiver during that time? Absolutely. I feel like I can contribute pretty good in the pass game. <laughs> Especially out of the backfield. That was probably my favorite. And uh, my favorite play was definitely the screens we had. Those are the best. I love those. Now, we, we got a big laugh out of Coach Van there. What what was that about, Coach? I always told Brody we'd be in quarterback meetings and, uh, you know, we, we'd talk about throwing stick and we had to throw the swing route before we had to throw it to the flat to the running back. So I said, uh, we always joke in the office, like, you got to make sure you put it on. It's almost like handing it off to them. Like, you don't want them dudes to work. You know, you don't want to throw them high or low. You want to put it right there so they don't miss it. So I think a lot of credit goes to Brody. I ain't saying Styles can't catch. <laughs> but I think Brody put it in the spot a lot of times for them running backs because that was a point of emphasis. I, I haven't met many running backs that can catch, to be honest with you. I, you know, just, they're special. There ain't many uh, – what is it, Alvin Kamara? There ain't many of them out there. There ain't many Josh Jacobs out there. Um, 
Stop being catch. I ain't hating on his catch, and I just laugh because me and Brody used to joke about it all the time. We got to make sure we hit them outs and running backs, even Zach and Stride with it. That, that those guys that can catch it, uh, they 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 make NFL checks sometimes. Stalls, you, you said you like that. Now, is that, are you working on your hands before you get to Faulkner? Yeah, uh, Coach Van, they, they, they can catch now. I ain't saying that. <laughs> I think yeah. my hands are pretty good, honestly. All right, Howie, go ahead. I had I had to stir it up since you opened up the can just a little bit. So it sounded like in a roundabout way, Coach Van was saying that Style needed to work on his hands a little bit. But well, I thought I'd interpret that for him, so I went ahead and did that. Yeah. Now Styles had good hands. I, I don't think he had a drop this year. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I don't think he had a drop. And uh, you know, I said earlier with the microphone issues and all that, you know, to me it's like a uh, team a team leader but he wasn't a vocal leader he he led by his leadership as far as his work ethic on the field and awesome. with, with you being a senior this year are you helping some of those underclassmen with what they should be doing yes sir i uh i feel like i left something behind for them for them to like kind of like a blueprint to how they could be you know the future leaders of the program and there's one that really sticks out to me. His name is uh, Leo. He played the opposite linebacker for me. He played next to me on defense. And I thought he's going to take that role pretty easily. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Leo had a lot of tackles. He came on toward the end of the year. And, and I kind of contribute that because at the first of the season, you was getting all the tackles. Mm -hmm. Then I think film and word got out that you were making tackles. So they were kind of double teaming you, and that opened it up for Leo. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. I have to agree. And he's he's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be a stud. So Styles, will you get back at some point to to I know you'll be busy, but I always notice on those weekends if a kid is at Columbia or wherever, he always makes it back to his high school games. But what's what's it gonna be like to go back to Sylvania the first time as a non player? I feel like there's going to be some nostalgia, you know, and, uh, you know, some memories are definitely going to come in and I'm going to be happy for my boys, you know, all the ones I've been playing with since I was, you know, just little and even the kids I've been playing with since, played with since I was on varsity and, you know, what I left behind for them. So I want to see them succeed and I, I'm going to have to make a couple of games for sure. All right, Styles, I want to hit you up. We got about 10 more minutes. We get off here. I want to throw some stuff at you. First of all, you mentioned that, Faulkner was a Christian school and that played part of your decision. What part does that faith base play in your life for you? Well, every day at 10 o'clock, they have a 30 minute session of chapel. And I feel like that's going to, you know, help me in my faith and just help with my walk with Jesus, you know? And, you know, with that, that's definitely probably the biggest decision. You know, that is the biggest part for me is that you're going to get a little bit of church every day. You're going to, you know, be able to work on yourself and maybe be able to influence others and help them in their walk. So, you know, you may learn a thing or two whenever you're done. With it. So that's, uh, you, you kind of choked me up there, man. That, that's, that's great. Um, when you get to Faulkner, uh, and what's the thing that you're, 
most look forward to and what's the thing that makes you feel a little bit apprehensive? Well, I'm looking forward to just being, you know, just kind of out there, out of the high school life. You know, I feel like there's a little bit more freedom, but I feel like there's a little bit more responsibility to it. You know, you got to keep up with your grades. You got to go to practice. You got to make all those decisions for yourself. Nobody's going to be there, you know, screaming in your ear no more. You know, you got to get your grades up, you know, all that good stuff. So I feel like with that, it's going to help me get a little bit more responsible more than I am now. And it's going to develop me, you know, into my adult life. Do you, uh, what would you tell, and Coach Fan, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this same question. What do you feel is Sylvania football? Now, what is the legacy of Styles Hughes at Sylvania? What do, what do, what do you want people to remember about you? The way I and treated Coach, others. The way you treated others? Yes. No matter who they were on the team, uh, I mean, I don't care who they were, whether they were a freshman, an eighth grader, a sophomore, junior. I always, you know, you know, out of my day, I always try to talk to them. I want to be friends with everybody. So even, you know, even in whenever I go to class, you know, I try to be friends with as many people as possible, no matter what grade they're in. So I feel like with that, that, you know, brings a lot to my character is that I'm very social. That's awesome. Coach? What do you think um, next year when you're in practice and you say, I want this player to run that the way Styles, what, what is his football legacy at Sylvania? Never, he never takes a playoff. Uh, I'm pulling up film now, and you don't find many plays where he's not giving you everything he's got. He led it that way. Uh, he, was, he was a little bit of a vocal leader, and, and like you said, he did get around and talk to every player on the team. And, all the guys looked up to him, but they understood why he was one of the leaders on the team was because of how he handled himself, how he carried himself on the field, on and off the field, but on the field. Um, I think the biggest compliment you can ever give anybody is that, that they play whistle to whistle, they never quit. That's um, something I said at the banquet about these seniors. If, you, you know, if I was to ask, you know, when I played, I would want a coach to say that about me. And I would, don't talk about how good I could throw the football or how good I can run the football or how good uh, any of that. Just say I played hard, you know. So, Styles Hughes, I can talk about how good he was on the field. I can talk about, you know, how well he ran the football late in the year. He ran it well early in the year, but he just got better and better at seeing and getting a vision. Um, I can talk about him on defense, but I think the best compliment you can give him is that he just never gave up. He gave you everything he had. So. That's a huge compliment, Coach. I think – any player, that's the legacy they want to leave behind, Styles. You should be proud of that, son. Yes, sir. Man. All right, Howie Chaney, you ain't asked no crazy questions yet. So before I sum it up, what's your crazy question for the day? Because I know you got one somewhere. No, no crazy question, man. Uh, Styles is a Coke machine with his head with a head on it. Uh, I'm afraid if he sees me out somewhere, he'd, you know, he'd take me down. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask nothing crazy today. Uh, I just want to say, I want to say congratulations on the scholarship and everything. I uh, wish you the best of luck at Faulkner. Uh, you know, it's it's a great school. My daughter thought about going down there at one time. We went to her campus. Uh, wish you the best of luck. And from us here at River City Media, if you need anything, don't hesitate to ask, man. Yes, sir. And I really appreciate it from you guys.
we might even snag you into a podcast again after you get down there if Coach will let us while you're down there. So that's fine. That's uh, fine with me. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a. We want to thank you for your time, Coach. Uh, thank you for letting Styles come on with us too. And um, Styles, the next four years of your life, you said something in the middle when you started this. You can change everything about the future. And I think when I was in college, the one thing I didn't think enough about was I have a 12-year-old daughter now. And I was like, you're already saying it. It's uh, You're going to make a better life down the road for your family. And I respect that. What would you like closing words? What, how would you like to sum this up? Or what would you like to say about the Bryant Jordan scholarship? Floor is yours, sir. I'd just like to say that uh, to all the people watching that, you know, never, never take, you know, a day where you don't try to contact somebody that you, you know rarely talk to always make an effort talk you know say hey even if you you know walk past them in food land or dollar general you know grocery store walmart you know gas station you know make an effort to say hey and just be social that's an awesome legacy right there one more thing we'll close on styles thank you very much coach as we get closer to the season, we're going to pick up these podcasts a little more until we get on a weekly basis as we go through football season. Styles was our first guest. And, of course, what a heck of a guest was to have him. But we're definitely going to bring some players, some coaches, some different looks over the next several months as we, we increase this podcast. Yeah, we're excited. We're, most of all, we're excited about 2022 football season. Uh, tough schedule, but, again, we don't try to win all of them. And uh, we're excited about you guys and, and going along with us because, you know, I, I'm thankful for, for people like you in the media that want to promote not me, not this program, but mainly these players um, because uh, they deserve it. They put a lot of time and effort. Um, they deserve to be promoted. Um, so we're thankful for you guys. And I, I tell everyone who calls and talks to me from the media, I'm, I'm thankful for what they do. Um, I, I don't want them to ever, you know, ask me one of the – some of them ask me hard questions that it's hard to answer sometimes. Um, but, you know, with the ones I'm talking about, don't know when they ask me about what we do and why we do it. But yeah. sometimes, but uh, no, I'm thankful for all the media and what they do for, for these players all across, all across the state. So thank you guys. Well, it styles. I'll tell you, there's um, thank you coach. We appreciate you. There's a lot of people that you've um, influenced and you don't even know you influenced. I'm a hundred miles away from you and reading your story and talking to Howie and talking to coach, uh, your story meant a lot to me. And if there's anything we, me, us can do, you are the most important part of this. And we thank you for your time, sir. And a great story. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Howie. I'm going to go eat some Mexican or some Chinese food. I don't know what you're going to do, but. I'm fixing Wish Styles. Best of luck in the baseball playoffs. There you go. Be sure to, uh, you know, play to parents. Be sure to uh, be patient. Don't swing at the first pitch. And uh, go win a state championship for the Rams. And don't watch strike three. <laughs> <laughs> no backwards <Yeah>. days. <laughs> hey, let me give you four years of being a backup catcher advice. If they throw it in this area over the plate, you're supposed to swing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you. 
for Styles Hughes, Coach Tyler Van, Howie Chaney, Randall Cunningham. This has been the Sylvania Rams football show. Thank you for your time and always, always support the athletes.